Well, there has been a debate going on today at Vancouver City Council virtually, but still many speakers signing up wanting to talk about the proposal for an overdose prevention site in Yaletown. And joining me to talk a bit more about this is Guy Falicella, peer clinical advisor with the Overdose Emergency Response Center and the BC Center on Substance Abuse or Substance Use. Sorry. Thanks so much for being with us. Oh, thanks for having me. What is your first reaction to, uh, we knew that there would be people opposed and against this, but what is your first reaction to the idea of setting up this site in Yelltown? Why? I mean, for me, I really can't believe we're having this conversation. I mean, this is something that we um, did in the 90s, trying to access the North America's first supervised consumption site. Um, and it just goes to show you just uh, how much stigma and discrimination exists in our society that we're still having these conversations today. I mean, it's just a, a, a life-saving intervention for, for, for people who use drugs. Um, and part of the, you know, the scientific evidence worldwide that these facilities not only save lives, but they change lives. And so it's, it's kind of hard to believe in 2020 that we have to have these conversations. What do you say to people who have signed up at council? Some have spoken already. Uh, they're concerned about the neighborhood or concerned about what this could do to the neighborhood. Well, if you look at the neighborhood, um, you know, drug using has been going on there for decades. They were there long before um, people came there. So or others moved in there. And, you know, it already is in the community as a whole. Uh, this is just one way of having it being brought inside where people can access the service instead of using, you know, in a back alley or uh, in a park. And also, too, we could have, you know, the OBS could have a little outreach thing for um, a component uh, to, you know, pick up debris in parks and in the existing area. It would just make the whole community safer. I, I think what people have is they just have all this fear about um, what the site will bring. Well, it's already there. It's the site will bring a safer community. And I guess one of the questions being asked too, because we're doing this during a pandemic, is this whole idea of physical distancing and how to make a site where there actually is enough space that people don't have to go to this site and wait outside for any length of time, that that it's done in a way or finding a way to do this in so that we can do it not only a site like this, but during a pandemic. Yeah, no, it's it's a great point, but that site actually has a pretty big lobby, so um, I know it was one of the things we talked about this morning, so, you know, if there was, uh, it's like I said, it has a pretty big lobby, so we don't expect um, that there would be, you know, people lined up down the block um, waiting to use the facility, uh, so that's, you know, uh, a good thing. Uh, we talk a lot about, and you mentioned too, that back in the 90s uh, fighting for this, uh, I still remember the day that Insight was given uh, the green light to go ahead, that it could open up and operate. Uh, we talk so much about Insight and that one particular site, uh, but when we talk about something like this, like opening up another site in Yaletown, uh, people often refer to it as it would be the only site outside of the downtown east side, uh, but hasn't there been a site at St. Paul's Hospital for years? Uh, not for years, but yes, there was a, a, a site that, that was there adjacent, just off to the side of, of St. Paul's. But now it's being allocated for um, hospital patients to 
to to use the facility, which it should be. I think you you know you have to look at the area of uh, the Ale Town. It's got a high concentration of drug users. So uh, the site to uh, where it's located is actually an area where drug users actually use drugs all the time. So it's uh, I, I just you know I, I understand the public's concerns, but at the same time. Um, this site will bring a lot more safety to the community. And you're building a relationship with people that aren't connected to other services right now. And this could be a way to, um, you know, improve not only the quality of their lives, but of their health and the health of the community as well. And, and when we're talking about as well, saving lives, improving quality of life, when we talk to neighbours and we talk to people in any neighbourhood, uh, the concerns are often needles on the ground, uh, people who are in doorways, perhaps people who are aggressive. Does this do anything to address those issues? Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, obviously, too, you have to look at the response with COVID. Usually what happens is that most of the people that are in the area or out uh, in the open are staying in doorways now. Uh, in the morning, they would get up and they would go to, you know, coffee shops where they could be able to sit in or McDonald's or other places. Uh, those services are now limited and it's pretty much all takeout. So there's, there's really nowhere to go. Uh, and if you're homeless, cold and wet, I mean, just to try to, you know, stand under a doorway for the 15 to 20 minutes uh, just to try to, you know, get dry and figure out where to go to next. Uh, it's extremely challenging for people that are homeless. And I would, I would hope that, that society would look at, look at it through a compassionate grounds and say, you know what? Yeah, this, this site will, will definitely alleviate some of that pressure that we're seeing in the community. Does it also work as a liaison or as a place where not only can someone go and safely consume, uh, can someone get help if they get to the point where they would like to, instead of doing that every day, instead of that, get treatment? 100%. If you look at in, in my life, I was brought back to life at a supervised consumption site. And, you know, it was also the foundation of the recovery that I have today. Uh, my three beautiful children wouldn't be alive today if that place didn't exist. And so it's very, you know, and when I needed help uh, and wanted to, you know, people, there's a lot of people that are using substances that really want to stop using them. It's just really not that easy to stop. So this is kind of that, that spot where people can actually have that ability to access other services. It not only saved my life, but it, it changed my life. And, uh, you know, I, I haven't used drugs in, in eight years um, and I, I live a, an amazing life. But, um, yeah, and, you know, I, I want the same for anybody else that wants that. And, and is it what, what then prompted you to go? Was it was it the, the fact that you knew if you weren't at a safe consumption site, you, you could very likely die? Or what was it that got you to actually access the service? Well, in the, in the time when I was using drugs in the beginning, it was different. We were trying to use safely so that the, you know, a lot of the, the police were involved, obviously, trying to, uh, you know, the criminalization of using drugs. So using that facility was, that's the reason why I started using it in 2003. However, today, um, with the toxic drug supply so contaminated, uh, people need to use the facility so that they don't die. And obviously with COVID, it's really compounded it. The drug supply has gotten extremely worse. And, you know, you can either have, we imagine if, you know, if people don't use this facility, they die. And these are preventable deaths. And so I would, I would hope that, you know, the community of Yaletown could 
look past all that and, and say that, you know, drug users deserve health care. And a supervised consumption site or an OPS is just that. It's health care. And when you talk about putting a site like this where people are already using and the, there is already a community, uh, I mean, if we look at the, the statistics and we look, unfortunately, at the coroner's numbers that come out showing where overdoses have taken place, fat- fatal overdoses, uh, could one argue then that we actually need these facilities in every community? How, anywhere that, you know, and drug use is everywhere. I mean, we live in a society that, you know, modifies our brains with drugs. I mean, you know, the amount of people that are dying alone, um, the amount of people with the stigma and discrimination that exists from society that drives people into this isolation, having these facilities, and then also, too, having a community that supports it really goes a long way because one of the things that I've often remembered is just how society looked at looked at me for using drugs. Um, you know, I was treated, you know, very poorly and unfairly for a long time. And People need to get past that and understand that um, this is not going to go away. You can put police on every corner. That won't stop it. They know that. Everybody knows this. It's time to really look at changing drug policy and how we treat um, substance use and addiction and open up the facilities as a bridge, as a gap for people to access these services to, to improve the quality of their lives. All right. We'll leave it there for today. Guy, always good to talk with you. Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. All right, that is Guy Felicella, peer clinical advisor with the Overdose Emergency Response Center and BC Center on Substance Use. So we're going to take your calls after the break. What do you think about this proposal opening up uh, an overdose pre- prevention site, a safe consumption site? The proposal is in Yaletown. A lot of people speaking to this.